This is a three songs podcast now. Yep. What podcast do you do, Mike? Three songs. Three yeah, songs. One, yeah. Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. That's right, Three Songs Podcast, episode 117, May 9th, 2020. Here we are. We're going back to the old format, Mr. Bob Nastanovich. After having yeah, a couple shows in a row. Fantastic guests. Yeah, exactly. Two shows in a row with guests. We'll do that again soon, but we're going to cleanse the palate and do an old school, you and me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That'd be good. So, yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it. What's going it. on? No, hold on. No, what's going out there? And was everything all right in Portland? Uh, yeah. I mean, you might have heard we're Aside in from the middle of a global pandemic, but, uh, but yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, beautiful, yeah, beautiful day today. It was like eighty yeah. degrees and completely Whoa. sunny. You know that the, the um, if there's a nice thing about everyone staying home and not driving much, the the air quality is amazing. Like I was driving along I five, if you know Portland, coming over the the Markham Bridge, the bridge that goes uh, over uh, the Willamette River on I five. Yep, heading north. I know it. Yep. And to your right, you can see Mount Hood completely crystal clear. And straight ahead, like, I don't remember see, ever seeing so clearly Mount St. Helens. Um, and it, Ooh, was, wow. it was beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's one of the nice things, if there's, if you can say there's a nice thing about uh, the global pandemic that we're living through. Well, right I now. mean, it is amazing that, like, you know, less than 90 days of, you know, stay inside, social distancing the effect on the earth. Right. Right. I, I th- did I mention to you, like in India, like there's uh, Indian cities that can see the Himalayas for the first time and that they recall yeah. like, same, yeah. same kind of experience you're having, right. but here in my neighborhood, uh, in Des Moines, about two miles West of downtown, uh, the animals are out in full effect. So like what I've enjoyed this week is I have somewhere within a hundred yards of me, a, uh, young, family of barred owls b-a-r-r-e-d owls okay and about five nights ago i heard i heard a very unusual sound i was like is that a wild animal then i listened to it for about 15 minutes and this is late at night you know 1 a.m 2 a.m sort of thing and then the next night i was like hold on that's an owl so i went to um the internet and i listened to 20 famous owl uh hoots you know uh-huh. on the youtube or whatever and like the third one was the barred owl and, and like this is what i have so it's kind of cool <laughs> that's awesome it's kind of cool to yeah to hear the barred owls and like you know the animals are i'm sure you've seen reports of that all over the yeah. world the animals are like waltzing down city streets you know yeah it's great so, i mean i guess you know so it's like you said it's it's nice that the earth can heal itself so quickly so um, well, let's keep. I mean, like in a lot of ways, maybe it's a message. Like when we do get back to some semblance of like whatever the hell you want to call it, um, that you know, and, we, and we're not going we're not going to get in depth conversation about how this is going to change the world for all time. But like, I think that like um, social distancing is uh, 
just in general and you know of course the world economy is affected and stuff like that but you know yeah like exactly what you said like um hopefully at the very least this is good for our planet in some ways you right. know right so right all right, and with that, that's uh, enough of the news. Uh, let's get into the music. I just realized we are jumping all around the world on this show, and I think the only continent we are not visiting, uh, well, I guess that's, that's not true. We're, we're visiting, what, five continents, I think, on this show. So um, we're not we're going, going to Asia? We're, we're not going to Asia. We're not going to Asia. We're not going to Europe. Um, Usually enough, yep. Yeah. So, um, but I'll start it. I'll start it in Africa, in Nigeria, in 1977 in particular. This is the title track from a, an album released by a band called Foundars, 15, F-O-U-N-D-A-R-S, and then the numeral 15. Um, and the numeral, the one five. One five. Uh, this is a title track from their 1977 record called Fire Woman Founders 15. This is a, Nigeria. This is one to dance to, Bob. So, All right. Yeah, okay. Get up and dance around. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. 
So yeah, nothing serious there, just a little fun. That was Lucy Goosey, yeah. <laughs> that was a band, yeah, East Nigerian, yeah? Uh-huh, yeah. And, and like, I guess they were just like, uh, <clears throat> they they got famous because some guy I'm unfamiliar with uh, who's a, a bass legend named Marshall Udo. Interesting. Yeah, like, so I guess they were just like, you know, a band in East Nigeria, then they got like a legend in their band who is, I'm unfamiliar with, but uh, seemed just like, good time and party music wasn't for that? sure i mean these are the sort of things where if you find the original versions of them they sell for hundreds of dollars each um but fortunately it's been reissued you can buy a reissue of that lp from three years ago for like 10 bucks so yeah fantastic you know it's nice that uh this stuff that was i mean I never heard any of this stuff in the 70s and 80s. I mean, I was a kid in the 70s, you were too, but in the 80s or even 90s or 2000s, like I never, I never, like I, I wasn't thinking like I want to hear Nigerian music. Um, but fortunately. Well, I don't think, you know, I don't think that many people would have heard them back then, really, no, in our country. No, you know? no, I know. And, and it's, it's pretty cool that a lot of these labels are seeking out and, um, reissuing a lot of this stuff that uh, probably would never have been heard otherwise, you know, and may even been, have been lost. I don't know if it's easy to find master tapes, if they're having to reissue it from, you know, vinyl in some cases. Um, but anyway, it's... it's. But I'll, I'll mention this real quick. There's a DJ when I was at WTJU in Charlottesville in the 80s, and it was a, guy, a great guy I worked at the record store with, a guy named Jim Schneider. And he did the... Um, um, he'd been there for a long time, and he's a great DJ. And he did the what we call the World Beat Show or the International Music Show. And you know, it was it was good to listen to. And but I think like you know, most of the things that he was playing were things that we'd heard of. You know, whether we were fans of of it or not. Sure. But he would play world music. So like world music as it was defined in the eighties, like even a guy like that who was a total curator and a complete enthusiast, like. You know, kind of the king of what you call the world music section at a record store in the mid '80s, Jim Schneider. Mm -hmm. Like, what he had was actually limited, and he, mm -hmm. the guy, worked really hard on dredging up stuff. And like, sure, um, I haven't spoken to Jim in over 20 years now, but hopefully, he's enjoying the fruits of all these labors. To like, you know, he must be going crazy because like <laughs> the all the all the great. All the great world music from all over the world is is like you said readily more available, getting reissued and stuff like that. So it's, you know, yeah, who knows? It's it's just it's nice that um, you know. I mean, even a show like ours, you know, we mentioned we're jumping all around the world on this show musically. You know, we're playing, we're going to play six songs, and we're going to hit five different continents. So yeah, like if we were doing this in like 1988, we wouldn't have done that. No, we pretty much would have concentrated way. on North America and Europe. And maybe Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, okay, and Australia, you know. New Zealand. Yeah, yes. Australia, but, New but, Zealand for sure. But, so like, yeah. So like, absolutely, um, absolutely. Most of the music we listened to back then, when we were actually at the peak of our record buying and like mm -hmm. our music discovery, was like pretty limited. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess we can thank the internet too for access. You know, mm -hmm. like 
sure. to the music of the world. And like, I'm going to actually play a band that I'd really never heard of to the last several months from Peru. And yeah. I never, I've got a really good friend here who lives about 300 yards away named Javi, who's in the Broker's Tip band uh, Crooked Taurus. And uh, he's great. And he, he's lived here for several years. He's the best sound man in our town and just a wonderful guy. And he didn't turn me on to this band, but I'm sure they're like, he would know them like the back of his hand. But uh, this is a band from the 60s, from Lima in the 60s. I think they started like in the early 60s. And this is a band called Los Psychos, which is Los, L-O-S, S-A-I-C-O-S-O, Los Psychos, I guess. And um, they have a very distinctive, I guess they're generally known as punk pioneers, but it's like, essentially it's like, it's a really, really crazy brand of like garage psych, which is something that we, you know, that we dug when we were kids, even though it was before our time. And uh, this song is, uh, it's called uh, the, it's it's it's, it's the it translation of the burial of the cats it's from nineteen sixty six. One of the mo- most most famous songs it's by uh, Los Saicas. It's called El Entierro de los Gatos. <laughs>
I'm completely unfamiliar with them. I'm going to go check them out now for Pretty sure. Pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, from like the 60s in Peru. Who knew? I never, I had, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I, I like, had no clue. Some of this, and, and I listened to like whatever, you know, 10, 12 songs, and like I haven't checked like actually getting it in the house or anything like that. But like, I thought it was just like incredibly wild. And the, the singer, like the way he growls, you know, yeah. like his name's, yeah, Erwin Flores is his name. And like, and they, I think they actually, they reunited. It's amazing. They must have been like in their sixties. They reunited in two thousand six, and like I don't know how regularly they play, but like, wow. I think they're kind of like the. You know, that's the kings of Peruvian punk. That's the you know essentially the Ramones of Peruvian punk, but they were doing it before the Ramones. Like, like yeah, you know. ten years before the Ramones. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'm like trying to think about what was current at that time. You know, like maybe the Monks in Germany, the Sonics. Up here in the northwest, yeah, I'm sure that was that was the scene, you know. Right. So they were somehow able to access, like, you know, garage punk as we call it here, mm-hmm. garage rock, you know. You know, and it's it's all like maybe stemming from stuff like Louis Louis and uh, you know the Kingsmen. Um, yeah, I'm like remiss here. Like, um, what's the name of those um, incredible? Uh, uh, they used to call them one hit wonder garage psych records. Is it Pebbles or something like that? Yeah, Remember those records. Sure. Yep, Pebbles. Pe- yeah, it's like something that might have appeared on one of those. You For know? sure. But, I mean, I bought I bought a bunch of those, and like I don't recall uh, Los Psychos being no. on there. Los, Los Psychos. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll dig into them for sure. I can't, you know, yeah, can't believe that for whatever reason they've never crossed my path before. So, thank you, Bob. Well, get with it, Mike. Get with I it. I know. Well, this is what this is why I rely on you <laughs> <laughs> to open don't my don't rely ears. on me for anything. Open you know? my ears to new stuff. So uh-oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to North America. I think for the first time on the show. Yep. I'm gonna play a band I know you're familiar with. Um, I think at least I think you're familiar with Discord Records recording artist Slant Six. Um, well, it's like Christina from Autoclave. You know exactly. Mary Timoney, like you know, Chris- that's one of my favorite bands. Christina from Autoclave. Um, this was a first, their first seven inch from 1993. I remember buying this on vinyl on seven inch. I think I still have a copy. I have, I have one. Yeah. It's uh it's a great, I mean, just like, and then I, there, you know, I think soda, soda pop ripoff, like all of a spot mm-hmm. on discord. Yeah. Uh, soda pop ripoff, uh, was their debut LP. And then they put out one other LP called in Zombia. Um, yeah. I don't know that one. That one came out in 95. But yeah, like you know, really good punk trio from DC. Yeah, I saw them once on yeah, Discord. They were great. Yeah, yeah Christina Meyer and March. I mean, they were fantastic live. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I never got to see them live. But yeah, here's the title track from their "What Kind of Monster Are You?" Seven Inch Slant Six.
So yeah, so that's a classic Dis- Discord seven inch. Yeah, they kick it. Early nineties. Um, and earlier this week, did you hear that Discord put all of their stuff up on Bandcamp? Uh, so you can now stream Discord. I don't think it was ever on Spotify or any of the other music streaming services. Could be wrong there. But it's at least now available for streaming on Bandcamp, which is um, a much more artist-friendly streaming site. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Good decision by them. And Slant 6 were, uh, you know, again, one of these um, bands that didn't last very long. They didn't really. And then, like, yeah. so then there's, like, an, you know, I know in the, uh, there was the casual dots. Some of these were in the casual dots. I think Christina was. Okay. I don't know them. I know Autoclave, of course. I thought they were like kind of set for like you know major rock stardom like in a lot of ways like right. who knows like right. it was it was, but then like mid nineties got like perhaps away from like you know full on like thrash in some ways mm-hmm. like the success of Nirvana might have hurt them like I don't really even know like I mean they have like you know star power right I mean, and right. they were intense really intense band yeah but uh, anyways I'm gonna like just like the last time I'm gonna go ten years before your play. Okay. Um, to a band that I was a, a huge fan of. Uh, I remember buying their first 7-inch, uh, and I fell in love with a song called Attractive Figure by Kilkenny Cats from Athens. And I'm sure you saw that famous documentary about the Athens scene, uh, Athens, Georgia, Inside Out. Years and We'd, years ago, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's when we would have seen it, yeah, when we yeah. were kids, teenagers, right. you know. Yep. And um, Athens, I've often talked about it, it's like, whatever the hell was going on in Athens in the early 80s, of course, with the legends, like, you know, REM, Pylon, you know, even Flat Duo Jets, of course, B-52s, Love Tractor. I mean, so many incredible bands in, like, a small college town. Like, But this was a band that I thought was, like, going to have a lot of success, Kilkenny Cats. And, like, they were wild live. I saw them at least. We used to road trip to see them. And uh, Tom Cheek, uh, that was a very charismatic lead singer, and their guitar player was, you know, I, I, we'll talk about it after the song. Uh, Sean from the band went on to be in Come. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, this is uh, this is off their their, their only album, full length album, which was sort of like a um, one of those combo efforts from Coyote. Do you remember buying that compilation, Luxury Condos Coming to Your Neighborhood Soon? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they're on this, like yeah, and they're on that thing, and it was great because Coyote, we love Coyote, and so many of the bands we played on the show, like you know, you know, we're on this. Uh, it's one of the best. I think it's one of the best uh, compilations. It really is. I, I can still I, I, see it. The the um, f- gatefold. It's unusual art. It was yellow, kind of like an appealing album art. Yeah, yellow cover, gatefold mm-hmm. vinyl. Yep. Yeah, weird lettering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this this album actually, hands down, um, had like in my opinion, like poor cover art, which like I don't think really helped Kilkenny <laughs> Cast. But I just think they, just like a lot of bands we've spoken about, like commercial success, just somehow did never come their way but they were fantastic live and they made a huge impact on me even though their i think their output is is the the, the seven inch i mentioned and uh this album which is called hands down and i'm, I'm gonna play the first song on it called nightfall and then they made an ep a few years later on a different label texas hotel i believe is what it was called and it, this one here was recorded at the famous nicolette studios in minneapolis and you know uh, sure. Twin tone gave him a look and stuff like that, and like right. for some reason, like Kilkenny Cats just like slipped between the cracks. And this is Nightfall by Kilkenny Cats. Mm-hmm. 
live Kill Kenny Cats. I can imagine they were a amazing live band. I can I can see why you might have road tripped <laughs> for them. You know what's interesting about it is the guitar player Keith Landers like was a noodler and like very much like had to have been influenced by Greg Ginn. Like uh, mm. or if not, but like you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, I can hear that. You know, you've heard the expression as a horse racing person like that a horse is tripless. Yeah. Like, sure. Should we run them six furlongs or a mile? The seven you know, it's like you can't find the right trip to suit the horse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sure. Yep. And um, I think that Kilkenny Cats and, of course, D. Kreutzen, who we've played on the show and, like, talked about, you know, their reception into the music business, they were seamless. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, here's a band from yeah. Athens that, like, would have fit better on SST or Sub Pop or sure. things like that. Sure. And, like, they didn't really fit in with, like, the right. inherent charms of the Athens scene. And then they, so Coyote, so then they also didn't fit into, like, you know, what was going on in Hoboken, and they also didn't really fit in that well with what was going on in Minneapolis at right. Twin Tone. And, like, you know, it's just so weird, like, and uh, so it's just, like, you know, so a band just made a few records, but they were they were a really cool band, like, and, like, I remember my college roommate, Jeff Dukes, uh, he was from Nashville, that was, like, one of our favorite bands, like Thin White Rope, mm-hmm. who were also, like, you know, an incredibly great band and they were on frontier and they were, you know, big in Europe. And, um, but like, there's so many bands that like, it's just like, it's just, they just don't, they don't find a home. Sure. You know, like, uh, yeah. And then so they don't find a scene, but they're great. So like, you know, it's like, right. I mean, I hate to throw in Kilkenny cats with like, you know, D Kreutzen and then white rope. Cause like all three bands are decidedly different. Although like, you know, you can draw musical similarities between decroys and nicole kenny cats in 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 a way but like just like barbecue killers from athens of course my Mm -hmm. my late friend laura carter she's featured on the inside out cover um they just like it was weird must have been weird to be a hard rock band in athens after pylon and rem because like you know right both band but both pylon and rem rocked you know and the B-52s, too. I mean, like... But they were, they were, but they, they rock, but it was, like, a different kind of rock. I mean, it's just like... Well, right, but I mean... They weren't you, hard rock. They weren't sure, hard rock. Sure. If, if you're thinking of the Athens scene around that time, you're thinking of those three bands first. And then Flat Duo Jets. Yeah, and, you know. and, you know, a band like the Kilkenny Cats has more, musically, has probably more in common with, you know, I wouldn't even say a band like The Birthday Party than they do R.E.M. or B-52s, but... Because of proximity and because they came from the same time, the the same town at the same time, you know, and they were in a the tiny town, a tiny town, right? Like, like the, fifteen great bands. Like, I mean, I'd love to see a day in Des Moines in which we had like fifteen great bands. I mean, sure, <laughs> sure. And not to say that we don't have like a whole bunch, but like, you know, fifteen bands that would like you know make an impact on the the globe you know like mm-hmm. and uh or be celebrated at least in underground rock or indie rock or alternative rock in some way it was just an unusual time like i mean i look at my college experience and like you know what rose from the ashes of the ladies in, in charlottesville is impressive but not you can't compare it to to athens i mean right you know yeah sure so who knows but anyways i just i, I just thought you know i'll always love kilkenny cats and like that seven inch is very important to me and like it's one of those things that, like they were they were just such a huge band to me when I was like road tripping to see bands 
as soon as I got my driver's license, and they were they were so great. Yeah, I can imagine. I can I can imagine that they were pretty incredible live. Um, yeah, and I didn't realize that the come connection come. You know, I mean, I've played them on the show before. Um, we've talked about. Yeah, I them. don't know how that really ever worked out, but um, you know, I don't know what you know it had Sean and up in Boston, but and then you know the Tom Cheek, the singer, is you know his uh, personal experience music is pretty interesting because he can play. He he appears playing sax and clarinet at a lot of things. Huh. So like, huh. you know, so a lot of these people are like um, music school people, and this is you know people that go to to school like because they're pianists but then they end up in a punk rock band singing or playing bass you know like (laughs) it's just like you know it's like i think it happens at every art school in the world where like oh let's do a band you know even though it's nothing like what we do in the classroom right 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 so for sure um all right well thank you thank you for that i i they're a band that i've you know i mean you mentioned them i think on the show with Emil. email Couple, couple yeah, shows but like back. If you, if you grew up in, um, if you grew up in Richmond, or like he's a North Carolina guy, mm-hmm. and um, then you you'd have known him. You know, yeah. like if you were like from the Mid Atlantic area, you'd have known him as well as you know a lot of bands that I don't know from the Pacific Northwest that you do or that you played on the show or haven't played on the show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like sure, bands that you'd seen seven times, you always look forward to seeing and sure. hope for the best for them in any way, shape, or form, and just wanted them to make great music. And they're regional bands. I mean, yeah. like, on a, on a roll in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite bands of all time from Richmond. They're a regional band. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. so it's it's strange how it all works, you mm-hmm. know, like. For sure. So. Well, thanks for the reminder. I, I'd forgotten about Kilkenny Cats, but I appreciate it. My that. pleasure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to take us to Australia. Oh, here we go. Uh, they're some... racing there tonight. You know, they, they race there every day. <laughs> That's right. That's right, yeah. and, and, and then I think their their COVID nineteen situation is not quite as as well managed as New Zealand's, which is an easier country to manage. And like, mm-hmm. but it's a part of the world that has managed the crisis. You know, who knows? We're not going to get into it too much, but like Australia is like I don't know if like you know you and I can like go into a restaurant and have a steak or a or a baked potato or whatever, but like they you know things are pretty open there, mm-hmm. and they've uh, whatever they've been on top of their game and but anyways take us to australia okay uh i'm gonna play a relatively current band they actually i mean how do i how do i address this without making it too depressing they they i don't know the band what's the band called they're called the ocean party um they released the their party. debut record in 2011 and they released their final lp in 2018, and shortly after this record was released, one of the uh, band members uh, died suddenly, Zach Denton. Um, I think, you know, just, I don't know if it was like a hemorrhage or something, some sort of um, weird freak issue, just like went to the hospital and then never came out, you know, passed away within a matter of days. And after that, the band split up, like right when this album, I think, came out. Um, the album's called Odd Fellows Hall, The Odd Fellows Hall, released in um, 2018 on, actually, the label that put it out was, is called Emotional Response. And it's a little bit of a connection to uh, a, sh- a few shows ago uh, when I played Boy Racer, uh, because Emotional Response was started by Stuart Anderson and Jen Turrell. Of cool. Bo- of Boy Racer. 
Um, so that's sort of the connection. Um, this album is available on Bandcamp for a name your price download. It's a it's a really good record from start to finish. So if you like this, check it out. And this is no, just, Melbourne. Melbourne, one of the best rock and roll cities in the world, one of the greatest cities in the world. Exactly, Australia. Mel- Melbourne, Australia. And my understanding is they were a collective, and there wasn't a single singer songwriter. You know, there's a twelve track record, and I think you know maybe four or five different singer songwriters um, on that album. So uh, I'm not sure who wrote this one, but it's a really, really sweet song. This is this is actually one that I owe a good friend of mine, Silas McCoy. I think I've mentioned him on the show before. He tipped me off to this band. And um, just a really sweet song. This is This is written in the voice of, well, the singer, but towards his son or i think son maybe daughter um and and i think unborn son or daughter <laughs> so oh, uh, god bless him zach denton yeah yeah so um so anyway really really sweet song kind of like one of those story songs almost similar to up the junction by by squeeze um but yeah i i just i like it what's it called what's it called again this song's called the white cockatoo which i okay. think is Maybe the name of a bar in Melbourne, or maybe a fictitious bar. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the first the, fir- the first line, I, I won't spoil it for you. The first line kind of sets up the story. So here you go. I knocked your mother up in the dunnies at the white cockatoo. And then we had you. I didn't know what to do. Time is unwinding a pace so the bullet train to Melbourne is due any decade soon. By April we've run the bastards out and made it clear I'll clean up all the shit you shit I'll remember what I wanted when I was like you way back when Keep listening and reading Being patient when you're out of breath Whatever you need me to do I'd be happy to My voice is murmuring through folds of skin My voice is murmuring 
my voice is murmuring through folds of skin I haven't quite decided yet just what it is I'd want to sing Here's a little world, here's the big one What's Hecuba to him or her to Hecuba looking forward to Meeting you Cause I knocked your mother up in the dunnies at the white cockatoo And then we had you It's so fucking soon And time is unraveling the daycare's book the car seat I mean, that's sort of a unique song. Like, really it's, pretty. It's very sweet and pretty, but at the same time, it's about knocking knocking this woman up in a bar yeah. in, a, in Melbourne. Um, yeah, full on, yeah. You know, and and it's written to their child about <laughs> you know how he got his mother pregnant. Um, yeah, but uh, well, you know, everything's it, very clear. And like the uh, amazing thing about. I mean, obviously, in a lot of ways, I thought about Courtney and Barnett during that, just because sure. the um, yeah, yeah, the lyrical, the lyrical volume, right? You know, like, uh, right. You know, they, I can see it. And a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 quite a tune, isn't it? They're they're a, they're a fun band. You should check them out. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, uh, you know, though they're a band like the Ocean Party. It's one of those names that sort of just doesn't really sink in it sort of reminds me of like ocean color scene or world party or like yeah exactly you yeah, know yeah, those are like like, yeah. like i always yeah, yeah. like i the first three or four times i listened to i was like what's the name of this band again the what oh yeah you know um, utterly forgettable and also when if you're flipping through records like you're just gonna be like oh yeah ocean party whatever yeah, yeah like right but uh, but good band worth checking out worth worth uh, remi- oh, definitely. like yeah. saying their name five times so it sticks in your head and you're like oh, okay that's yeah. the name yeah. of the band um, yeah bless Zach you know and yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna I guess I'll, I'll I'll stay on a a sad and similar vibe of of uh, young men who 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 died too early and uh, this is a band that um, again I've talked uh, many times before on the show about this uh, musical void in my life and the early part of this millennium. Um, after the payment years in which um, I was very ensconced in horse racing and wasn't listening to music. So, like, you know, one of the artists um, who was very formidable in, you know, in the late 90s and the early part of the, this millennium was a guy named Jason Molina, who's, who uh, sadly, I think, you know, uh, was and not the first artist we played on the show that <clears throat> essentially drank himself to death. And, um, but he was in, uh, he was a legend. He made, uh, six albums officially under the, under the band name songs, colon, Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I don't even know how to say that. Like, I right. guess if you were a fan, you just called him Ohio. Cause I, you know, again, I wasn't a fan. Um, you know, even after he died in 2013, I'd never even heard of him, but like, I knew it was like, you know, one of these, um, deaths that affected a lot of people that listened to and loved his music and then his last record was called magnolia electric company which was attributed to songs ohio 
although it doesn't really say so on the record. And it was recorded by the legendary Steve Albini. And um, this song I'm going to play for you, and we'll talk about it afterwards. It's like uh, generally considered to be like, you know, one of his most legendary songs. And it's a long one. And uh, the the last album he made that was, you know, under the band name Songs Ohio was was called Did It Rain. And then he continued to record off and on until his until his death in, in 2013 under the name Magnolia Electric Co. or Electric Company. And uh, just a legendary songwriter of an era in which I should have been paying more attention to music than I was. And, like, you know, it's part of my, you know, rediscovery of music that I missed. Right. And this is Farewell, Farewell Transmission.
gets it right Real truth about it is Yeah, so uh, he's another one that I I also 
kind of missed at the time. Uh, I think I first heard about Song Zohia, and somebody, you know, for better or worse, said, "Oh, it sounds a little like uh, Will Oldham." And so, well, yeah, Will, Will, Will was his, you know good friends with him, I think, you know, and they yeah. put out his early stuff. And uh, he's a Northern Ohio boy, uh, uh, born in Oberlin, and uh, and then it, you know, of course, I mean, most of his stuff came out on secretly, secretly Canadian, right? Which which is another really famous label that mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's just like big label. It's like not been a part of my life as a '90s guy, and like, and uh, it's just like this era of music, which, in, at least in my case, in which I was like totally missing out. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's interesting to go back through and like you know realize like what you missed because of like you know turning your attention away from like you know from in my case from like '82 to '99. It's all I really thought about and did aside from you know betting on horses and driving a bus and like you know <laughs> right you know these kind of things so like and then when he sadly died 93 2000, um, 2013 i'm sorry 2013 yeah sorry and um you know just one of those things i just as you know just hadn't paid much attention to so you know it's interesting to you know hear the hits and uh the guy was, you know, fantastic, you know, and, and, uh, must, you know, must have been, and and also like with the able assistance, I think on most things he did with a, a woman named Jenny Benford, who's in a band called Jim and Jenny and the Pine Tops, it's great bluegrass band. Like, and, you know, there's also this thing too, with like that whole <clears throat> birth of like, um, a music scene that was not punk rock to me, this kind of like rootsy thing. I think a lot yeah. of cases they call it like Americana music. And I've got some friends that are huge fans of, that genre and i've found myself at many music festivals with my friend tony ranch other especially and like other people and like you know it's a big deal you know around here in iowa as well like you know kind of getting back to roots and traditional music which again somebody i guess two people like us that were kind of like um you know uh punk rock Mm -hmm. saved our lives you Mm -hmm. know so (laughs) it's hard it's hard you know to um it's hard, you know, we, you know, it's not noisy. It's like pretty and like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, uh, but in this particular young man's case, Jason Molina, like, uh, the pain and the expression, the power's there, you know, it's just For like, sure. uh, we missed it, you know. He's, yeah, I'm kind of in the same, I mean, not for the same reasons. I mean, I think in, in two, the early 2000s, I moved my musical tastes away from kind of the more straight. Uh, I started getting into much more noise and free jazz and kind of more out yeah, there yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's shown. It's shown on the show. Yeah, and in in so stuff like this, I kind of just missed. And exactly, we skipped it. We skipped, we skipped it. it, and um, it's but it funny. changed a lot of people's lives, especially people well, that, you know that are ten years younger than us, you right? Know, and, 20, and twenty years younger than us. Um, it's funny because very recently, one of the listeners reached out on Twitter, saying, you know, how much he really liked, um, you know, what we did or the songs we played for Adrian Borland, and you know, some of the stuff for David Berman, and a lot of these artists that have died early um guy named patrick and he said you know have you played any jason molina and i said you know it's funny i'm i'm not that familiar with him uh and i need to to 
Well, I just played his biggest hit, I think. Right, and yeah. so and you know, so it's kind of fortunate that you at the you know within a matter of days decided. Well, it's to naivete play him. on my part. Like I just don't know. You know, it's yeah. like it's part of the musical discovery of like um, you know what's out there that you're going to get into. Like, right. I mean, keep in mind, like it's interesting. So, like Lucy, who we had on the show last time, and Lucy's thirty. And like she listens to really old music, mm-hmm. like a lot of her, or a lot of her favorite music is really old. She proved it on the show. Sure, she didn't even get into the Grateful Dead, which I was amazed by. Like, she's one of the biggest Deadheads I know, and like, um, I refused to listen to the Grateful Dead. I mean, uh, for years, forever, sure. and like I, st- I still, I mean, it's just like uh, I don't even know why. Like, you know. We should we should I, have her on and, and and we should talk about the Grateful Dead because I'm kind of the same way. Like, I I like them more in their studio stuff than I do in their live stuff. And all I wouldn't big, even know the only Grateful Dead song that I really know is a song aside from the hits. You know, the major hits. There was sure. the one radio hit, the MTV. There's an MTV right hit. Touch of Grey. Yeah, but yeah, even Touch before that, you know, like you the, know the, the um. I mean, I know like the five biggest songs of all time, and then sure. the, the only one that's like I know is that. The reason I like there's a song called China Cat Sunflower that I like just because it sounded like you know wait running me and meat puppets. I mean like I just like <laughs> and then keep in mind like being in college in the '80s and like um uh just like the like the dead culture tail end of the dead culture and like right. that whole kind of thing was just like so like not what I was into right and like so it's interesting to meet meet people that like you know in my particular case that are into pavement and silver juice so like. People that would say, like, Pavement and the Grateful Dead are, like, you know, two of their favorite 50 bands. I mean, like, yeah, right. I just would never think that way. But Steven's, right. you know, Steven, like, Steven has a certain amount of respect for the Grateful Dead. Yeah. I think he's, I think he might be the only member of Pavement who does. I've not, not asked my bandmates, but I can just, I feel like Imagine. I know their answers. Right. Um, <laughs> um, one of those kind of things. And it's just, obviously, as a guitar player, um, just like Lucy, like, I'm sure, like, the guitar brilliance, like, cuts through to them in a different kind of way. You and I don't play guitar, so, like, yeah. there is that, you know. Like, yeah. I think it's just, like, um, you know, it's, like, the interesting thing about the musical experience to me is, like, um, if you're a player, then things influence you differently. And if you're not a player, if you're just, like, a fan like we are, like, people who love to see bands and love to see the energy and love slant six like so it's a lot easier for us to lo- love slant six than the grateful dead i mean like it's a lot easier for us to like because we just want to see like raw like we just want to yeah. see like things that are amaze us you know yeah. like things that are fresh and like in our you know in our face like we're sure. not like sure you know we're not gonna end this show right now and get on the couch and like play a guitar or right. i'm not gonna like right you know play a keyboard or like i'd love right. to be able to play like a vibraphone but i, I can't play it so like you know that kind of thing. It's, it's 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 a whole. It's and the amazing about it is to me is that like, I I stopped judging people for what they like in music when I was about twenty two or twenty three. Before mm-hmm. that, I would have been like, oh, mm-hmm. they like that. They you know whatever. It's like a maturity thing. So like, I just um, I refuse to judge people on what they listen to, even if they listen to like things that I absolutely hate. Like at least <laughs> like, to me, like like Big Star. Well, not no, I, no, not like that. I'm but just like teasing you, Bob. I'm talking about like, yeah, you can always tease me, but like, um, I'm talking about like, um, I mean, Kelly Shell is one of my best friends. She sold T-shirts for us in 2010. Like, 
you know, she, if, if we invited her on the podcast, she would play like In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins and argue that it's an amazing song, you know, and like, I'm not going to argue with her. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. right. There's no I mean, arguing taste. I, I totally agree. So speaking, so uh, we'll get back to the guests soon. I know we yeah. got a few guests lined up for some upcoming shows. Uh, when are you going to get Steven on? Oh, hell, I don't know. He won't do it. <laughs> really? But I, I, no, I don't think he'll do it. No. No, I don't think he'll do it. You know, yeah. I just don't think he'll do it. No, no, okay. it's, it's, not, it's not something I, he'd be interested I'm in. Just, I'm just teasing. I mean, because I can imagine he, you know, I mean, he's a fan. He was a fan first before he was a musician, and that was oh, what totally, inspired yeah, totally. him. You know, that, that, that's, so I could see him having having some inspired choices. Um, so, oh, I guarantee he'd choose like you know great stuff. You know, who knows what he would choose? But like, same with you know, Westy and and um, I, I Bold and yeah. and you know Scott. Like you know, I mean, you know, we, we right now Scott is like um, in the process of moving to australia his wife is australian so they're they're wisely moving to australia yeah. and uh um so yeah like scott i can get scott on here all right i think let's yeah. do it well let's, yeah spiral you know, stairs we'll, get spiral we'll, stairs on he'll we'll, choose good songs we'll do he'll yeah. choose in fact i'll tell you one band he'll play and like you know again uh he'll definitely play the stranglers Okay. We haven't played the Stranglers yet. I love the Stranglers. Yeah, well, it's a, you know it's a very sad week for the Stranglers. Yeah, no. Florian Schneider did a very sad week yeah. for Kraftwerk. We don't we played Kraftwerk. You no. Know? Little Richard just yeah. passed away too. Yeah, and Malcolmus put up a beautiful tweet uh, today. I don't I don't recall him meeting Little Richard, but he put up a beautiful uh, tweet about meeting him. Hmm. And uh, anyways, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll bring you some intriguing guests. All right, all right, <laughs> on the line, but like I'm not gonna promise. I, I get Westy, you know. I'm, 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 I'm kind of giving you shit, man. Put a little pressure on me, you know, like <laughs> a little, bring up, a little bit, you know. a little bit. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's yeah. okay. Well, I'm cool with that. And, and, and in the meantime, you're stuck with me. That's right. And you're stuck yeah. with me. We'll do this again soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you, mate. Uh, love you night. too. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Appreciate it.